Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. The topic is getting through the holidays. For some, the sights, signs, and smells of the holidays bring joy and a warm feeling. But while others are joyously diving into season, some of us are dipping into conflict, guilt, and a sense of loss. We read articles on how to enjoy the holidays, we read about the Christmas blues, but many of us still can't figure out how to get through the holiday season. We may not know what a joyous holiday would look and feel like. Many of us are torn between what we want to do on the holiday and what we feel we have to do. We may feel guilty because we don't want to be with our families. We may feel a sense of loss because we don't have the kind of family to be with that we want. Many of us, year after year, walk into the same dining room on the same holiday, expecting this year to be different. Then we leave, year after year, feeling let down, disappointed, and confused by it all. Many of us have old painful memories, triggered by the holidays. Many of us feel a great deal of relief when the holiday is ended. One of the greatest gifts of recovery is learning that we are not alone. There are probably as many of us in conflict during the holidays than there are those who feel at peace. We're learning through trial and error how to take care of ourselves a little better each holiday season. Our first recovery task during the holidays is to accept ourselves, our situation, and our feelings about our situation. We accept our guilt, anger, and a sense of loss. It's all okay. There's no right or perfect way to handle the holidays. Our strength can be found in doing the best we can one year at a time. This holiday season, I will give myself permission to take care of myself. And actually, like, you know, just reading this, and again, this is why this podcast is so important for so many reasons, but I think one of them is, like, it. I see where my recovery is, and, yeah, I don't feel as, like, I, I, I don't like, you know, the holidays have not been a, um, it's not something I look forward to, particularly certain kind of holidays, Christmas being one of them. And uh, this year I took a trip to Costa Rica. And it's like, to be honest, <laughs> outside of reading this Melody Baby thing and, you know, uh, some interaction I've had, I just, I don't even think about it. It just wasn't, it was always a day to be survived. You know, the only thing that I used to look forward to was like the Christmas Day basketball game at night, you know. And, and I realized that there's no right or wrong way of handling things. But what recovery has shown me is you can try a different way. And... You know, there's still a lot of judging that happens. Oh, I could have done this or I could have done that. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, I have a dear friend of mine who's in the program and, you know, she uses the word disempowering. And I think to be proactive, to try different things, um, you know, and, and it could be maybe for, you know, me next year to be the leader, but something different because it just wasn't a day to look forward to. There's other holidays that, you know, frankly, I just really enjoy and I really look forward to them. And uh, again, another gift is I didn't realize, um, <laughs> I didn't realize other people struggle with these holidays because people sure seem to put on great faces uh, in front of the stories. But I guess <laughs> that's why there's so many therapists, uh, good and bad uh, therapists. So um, yeah, as usual, um, just very, very, very great Melody Beatty. Um, I would this if I was home in the winter and the cold and just stuff that I hated. This would really be something that I need to hear. And I mean, I think the thing is, we just have to accept our old feelings. And um, you know, I did used to feel a great deal of relief when the holidays ended, and it just knows that 
I'm reading the right stuff. You know, um, and that feels pretty good. The next reading is Strengthening My Recovery, The Problem. This is a description, not an indictment. Even though it says in the problem that it's not an indictment, it may still feel that way at first. Many of us felt locked forever and continually repeated patterns of family dysfunction. But in spite of that, we see the wisdom of what's written down. We come to realize that this description, based on the laundry list, can actually feel comforting. We're no longer alone when we enter an ACA meeting. And fine, we can share these traits openly without criticism because others have the same quote-unquote habits. We cannot change where we came from or what happened to us, but we can choose to work the ACA program of recovery and find a way out. Each day, we can use any of the tools of the program, such as the steps, the phone, the meetings, a sponsor, and so much more. We're no longer trapped in a horrible past. We may sometimes feel bad, but we're not bad in our inner core. Whatever traits or shortcomings we have, we look around us and see that we are not alone. We now have the high, the support of others in the program and our higher power. On this day, I rededicate myself to living this new life. I will pick up the phone, go to a meeting, or spend time reading the big red book to nourish myself. Um, pick up the phone, go to a meeting, read the big red book. And, you know, definitely that today was probably the first time that I really had to look at, you know, it's a description. It's, it's, it's where we are or, you know, where I am, not an indictment. Like, oh, you do this, this, this. It's just like it couldn't have been any other way. And there is a solution and there is a support group and don't have to do this alone. And, you know, it's a tough program, but it is a simple program and there is, um, there is hope. The next reading comes from Strengthening My Recovery, Forgiveness. We cannot forgive another until we forgive ourselves. As children, we learn to be critical of ourselves and to see ourselves as never being good enough. This was told to us so many times in so many ways by the adults in our lives that it programmed itself into our self-image. The thoughts of forgiving ourselves for doing or saying something wrong never entered our minds. In ACA, we learn that self-forgiveness is essential for honoring and loving our true self. I'm going to repeat that again. In ACA, we learned that self-forgiveness is essential for honoring and loving our true self. It is how we learn to affirm our worth and build a foundation for being able to forgive others. Learning to love ourselves unconditionally opens up a new world. It may not be easy for many of us because of the critical inner voice that seems to keep beating us down, but it's possible. We know that because we see it happening in others. I mean, I just kind of went through this learning how to surf. It's like so much fun and there's judgment happening. Um, it's not unconditional love. Once we begin to give ourselves a gift, we are then ab better able to give the same gift to those around us. But doing so does not mean we excuse unacceptable behavior. We simply learn to forgive and accept others for who they are. Only then can we make a decision about whether we want them in our lives. But we will make that decision from a healthy place, not one of anger and resentment. On this day, I will strengthen my spirit, showing myself unconditional love by accepting myself for being human. And the final reading comes from, again, Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is holiday triggers. One year, when I was a child, my father got drunk and violent at Christmas. I just unwrapped a present, a bottle of hand lotion, when he exploded in an alcoholic rage. Christmas was disrupted, it was terrible, 
It was frightening for the whole family. Now, 35 years later, whenever I smell hand lotion, I immediately feel all the feelings I did that Christmas. The fear, the disappointment, the heartache, the helplessness, and an instinctive desire to control. Wow. 35 years later. <laughs> it's just, uh, however it's stored, whether it's in our bodies or minds, it's just, it's, uh, it's, you know, <laughs> just letting that part sink in. Anyways, there are many positive triggers that remind us of Christmas. Snow, decorations, silent nights, jingle bells, wrap packages, a nativity scene, stockings hung on a fireplace. These triggers can evoke in us a warm, nostalgic feelings of the Christmas celebration. There are other kind of triggers, though, that may be less apparent and evoke dif different feelings and memories. Our mind is like a powerful computer. It links sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste with feelings, thoughts, and memories. It links our senses, and we remember. Sometimes the smallest, most innocuous incident can trigger memories. Not all our memories are pleasant, especially if we grew up in an alcoholic dysfunctional setting. We may not understand why we suddenly feel afraid, depressed, and anxious. We may not understand what has triggered our codependent coping behaviors, the low self-worth, the need to control, the need to neglect ourselves. When that happens, we need to understand that some innocuous event may be triggering memories recorded deep within us. If something, even something we don't understand, triggers painful memories, we can pull ourselves back into the present by self-care. Acknowledging our feelings, detaching, working the steps, and affirming ourselves. We can take action to feel good. We can help ourselves feel better each Christmas. No matter what the past held, we can put it in perspective and create a more pleasant holiday today. Today, I will gently work through my memories of this holiday season. I will accept my feelings even if I consider them different than what others are feeling this holiday. God, help me let go heal from and release the painful memories surrounding the holidays. Help me finish my business from the past so I can create the holiday of my choice. And that wraps up the readings. Um, until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is, to feel my feelings, and to love myself. <laughs>